We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around. It's taken by Luca. He hits! He hits! With a second to go as he hits the deck. Tie 115. It worked! It totally worked! 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played. And now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast, morning coffee edition. Uh, I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find me on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trigg. You can find the pod account at Step Back Mavs. Guys, big game coming up for the Mavs on Thursday. And not big as in, you know, uh, because of who the opponent they're playing, uh, but big in the sense of it's kind of a must win. Uh, The Mavs play the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday, tomorrow, uh, and the Pelicans have lost nine in a row. They have been spiraling. Now, they played in Denver last night. Uh, They put up a good fight. They were actually winning. Uh, in the first quarter and at halftime, and then they just couldn't keep up in the second half with that Denver altitude, and uh, the Pelicans end up losing to the Nuggets 122-113. to So the Pelicans riding a nine-game losing streak heading into Thursday's matchup with the Mavs, who are coming off a very squeaky victory over the <laughs> the not-so-good Detroit Pistons. Uh, that required Luca to score 53 points. So uh, it's it's probably not going to be easy uh, for Dallas on Thursday. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a blowout. But uh, I could very well see that game, you know, being very close and annoying, uh, like a handful of Mavs games have been this year. So. We will see how that goes. Uh, the Mavs right now, they're currently 25, 27, sorry, 27 and 25 on the season. Uh, they're sitting in sixth place in the Western Conference standings. They're in a deadlock tie with the Phoenix Suns, who are at seventh. The Mavs hold the tiebreaker of the Suns because they've uh, they're winning the season series two to one, and then. 
they're also tied in the game's back column with Golden State Warriors, but the Warriors have a slight percentage advantage because they have one less win and one less loss. So um, essentially, though, it's a three-way tie uh, from 5, 6, and 7 with the Warriors, Mavs, and Suns. Um, and if you're looking at the standings, it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Mavs to move up to um, to third. They're only two and a half games behind the Sacramento Kings. They still have yet to play the Sacramento Kings this year. Um, let me look at their schedule real quick because that is going to be some very important matchups uh, with Sacramento. Yeah, so this after they play New Orleans on Thursday, that's a home game. Then they set off on a five-game road trip, and it's tough. And I've talked about it in recent pods, a tough, tough five-game road trip that will start Saturday at Golden State. Then they'll go to Utah, they'll go to Los Angeles and play the Clippers, and then you have a back-to-back, a road back-to-back with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, So the Mavs definitely need this win against the shorthanded Pelicans that are struggling uh, they still won't have Zion, but they do have Brandon Ingram back, and they've lost nine in a row, so they're going to be hungry. Uh, have to take care of business. Have to, have to, have to, because this road trip coming up could potentially define the season for the Mavs and where they end up, you know, whether it's in the play-in or out of the play-in or in the play whatever it is, this road trip could potentially determine how this season turns out. And those two back-to-back games against the, the Kings, that's going to be huge for their chances of, you know, how far up in the standings can they potentially move. If they have any hopes of, you know, climbing the ladder and getting up into that, uh, that top four, top three, and getting home court advantage, uh, they really need to beat the Sacramento Kings. And honestly, y'all, I don't even really know how much home court advantage means this year (laughs) because you know you look at the uh you look at the standings and it's like you could end up being the uh the second seed for example the the memphis grizzlies you could end up being the memphis grizzlies and then end up playing like the phoenix suns in the first round and i know the phoenix suns are you know they have not been what we've seen over the last two years uh, this year. But, you know, they haven't had Devin Booker for a long stretch. He's probably going to be healthy and ready to go by the time the playoffs roll around. So it could be a different animal once you actually get to the playoffs. Uh, You know, you could end up being the the number one-seeded Denver Nuggets and then somehow you end up playing the uh, the Golden State Warriors or something like that. I mean, it, it's crazy how some of these scenarios could play out because the, the standings are just so tight. You know, from 5th through 10th, the last uh, play-in spot in the West, 5th through 10th is separated by one game. That's it. So it really is. it really could fall either way. And the Mavs are in a very, very important spot in their schedule, and they need to take advantage of the games that they should win, uh, which is going to be tomorrow night against the Pelicans. We'll see how it goes. Um, 
Hopefully it doesn't take Luca scoring 53 to do that. <laughs> uh, but just a rundown of the actual Western Conference standings right now. The Nuggets are still in first place. you got the Memphis Grizzlies in second place. Those two teams are in kind of like a, a tier of their own. Uh, they've created a bunch of separation from the rest of the pack, uh, and that's with Memphis, you know, not being great over their last. They've they're five hundred over their last ten games. Has they have not been very good at all, um, and yet they're still up in that top tier with Denver in the West. And then you've got the Sacramento Kings at third. They they've been kind of teetering with that that second tier. I mean that first tier, but they're in they're really in the second tier. Uh, they've had a really good season, tremendous offense, not so great defense. Uh, it kind of reminds me of some of those Rick Carlisle Mavs teams in the past. Uh, they they're just really fun to watch. Offensive fireworks, but you know can't stop a nosebleed on defense. But their offense has been good enough to get them enough wins to where they're third in the West. They're twenty eight and twenty one. Uh, the Clippers right behind them, a game and a half at fourth place in the west uh, and then you got the golden state warriors at fifth dallas mavericks at six phoenix suns at seventh uh, the minnesota timberwolves have rebounded from you know their very disappointing start they're eighth right now in the west and then you've got the utah jazz and the pelicans rounding out uh, the rest of the uh the play-in stuff right there and then You've got teams knocking on the door, too. I mean, just because the play-in is what it is right now, you know, that could potentially change as well because, you know, from from the ninth spot down to the Lakers, who are in 13th in the West, uh, there is, let's see, one, two, there's two games, two games of separation between ninth and the Lakers, so... It can happen, man. There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, you could potentially have you know, a healthy Lakers team going up against one of the top seeds in the West. And I know the Lakers aren't going to really strike fear into anybody, but uh, as as well as LeBron is playing, even at age 38, you know, if he gets into a playoff series with you in the first round and he's playing the way he is, I mean, there's always going to be some <laughs> – there's always going to be a little bit of doubt there. Like, oh, my gosh, what, what could happen here? <clears throat> so – I don't know. It's interesting. I, I'm I'm gonna keep keeping up with these standings and and daily scores and all that, and uh, it's gonna be a very fun stretch of the season. Uh, you know, going down the stretch here, and hopefully the Mavs end up at least getting into the playoffs. I don't think seeding matters as much uh, this year, particularly, but when you have a guy like Luca, you know, who's an MVP caliber player. Just get into the playoffs. Get into a seven-game series and, you know, let, let's see how it goes. Because in most series, he's going to be the best player, if not all series. Um, so he just needs to get some help from the rest of his guys. And maybe there's some more help coming uh, through trades. We've got uh, – today is the officially the first day of February uh, 2023. We have eight more days until the NBA trade deadline. We'll see how all that goes. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so Tuesday night NBA action real quick before I get into some, some other trade talk. Uh, I was dead wrong. I thought the 
Lakers were going to get destroyed by the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Uh, that is my fault. I apologize to the Lakers. I, I, <laughs> I underestimated how bad they wanted that one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I didn't realize it had been three years, basically, since LeBron had played at Madison Square Garden. Uh, So he was hyped up for that one. And the Lakers ended up winning 129 to 123 in overtime. Uh, the Miami Heat barely edged out the Cleveland Cavaliers 100 to 97. Uh, the Clippers beat the Bulls as expected 108 to 103. Uh, the, the Bucks beat the Hornets in a closer game than probably what it should have been 124 to 115. And then, like I said, you had the the Nuggets defeating the Pelicans uh, in Denver, despite a strong start from the Pelicans. They they end up falling. So, uh, again, nine straight losses for the Pelicans. That's crazy. <clears throat> Just goes to show you that you know, no matter how good you are early, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> it's how you finish that that matters the most. So, uh, we'll see if they can get it together before the end of the year. And hopefully that doesn't happen on Thursday. You know, whatever they do after Thursday, then fine. But <laughs> maybe maybe they got a, a one more loss in them before that happens. We'll see how that goes. All right, so a couple of trade notes here, or trade rumor notes, I guess you'd call it. Um, I've seen some... I mean, we we obviously all know about the... The Utah Jazz having interest in Dorian Finney-Smith. The Mavs, they have a high price threshold for Finney-Smith. And unless, you know, they have a chance to trade for a star player, uh, and that's not to say it would be a, you know, one-and-one package just for Dorian Finney-Smith, but unless there's a way for them to get a star player with him included, in a package, I'm not sure that they're going to trade him just yet because he still has three years left on his deal after this year. Uh, and it's a very good contract, too. So, I mean, there's no there's no rush to trade Finney Smith. He's a great teammate. He's a, a very versatile t- defender. He takes, you know, the, the toughest assignments on a nightly basis. Uh you know, he hasn't had the greatest shooting year this year, but, you know, he still hits clutch threes when you need him to. 
overall, he's just a really good player. And I feel like his his overall impact, at least around the NBA, I know a lot of Mavs people realize and appreciate you know what Finney Smith has done, uh, especially being an undrafted free agent and how he has just kind of carved out this amazing career for himself uh, over the years. I know Mavs fans in general appreciate it, but I feel like he still remains really underrated uh, you know, among the, the NBA Twitter masses, so to speak. Um, so, I mean, and that's, I get it. You know, a lot of people don't watch a lot of Mavs games anyway, but uh, you can't just look at, at point total with uh, Dodo and, you know, get the full context of what he means to this team <clears throat> and what he's meant for a long time now. Uh, so it would take a lot for the Mavs to part ways with him. One interesting scenario that I I saw, and it's, it's not really a rumor, uh, but I was just, you know, I was kind of searching through stuff and just looking at things, and uh, NBC Sports, uh, I don't know how you say his last name, is it Kurt, Kurt Hyland? Maybe that's how you say his name. I hope I'm not butchering that last name, Kurt. Sorry. Uh, but he wrote a thing about, you know, uh, how the Mavs are looking for another star at the trade deadline. He was just kind of like, good luck with that. <laughs> but he uh, he mentioned how John Collins and Boyan Bogdanovich would both help the Mavs, but neither is going to change the team's, you know, fortunes the way they hope, which I agree with. I mean, I the, both those guys would probably help, but it's not, it's not anything that's going to turn the Mavs into a title contender this year. But... He mentions if Toronto decides to be a seller at the deadline, how things could get interesting there because there's several pieces on the Toronto Raptors that could really help out the Mavs. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, he's had a horrible shooting year. It's been a down year for him. Uh, it's unfortunate for him, too, because you know he's been trying to uh, angle for a new contract and wants a certain amount of money and yada, yada. Uh, but Fred Van Fleet, he's a champion. He's experienced. Uh, he probably just needs a change of scenery at this point. And the way uh, NBC Sports puts it is, you know, he would essentially be a Jalen Brunson replacement. And I could see that. Uh, they're obviously not the same exact players, but you know, it still gives you a lot. Still gives you a lot of what Brunson had. Uh, you know, with a little more experience, and obviously the championship experience would would come into play there too. So that's one interesting name to watch with the Toronto Raptors. Another guy is OG Ananobi, um, which is kind of weird, depending on what reports you want to believe, because Ananobi he's not a star. Uh, he's he's a really really good player. Uh, he he's one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, but offensively, you know, he's he's kind of, he's okay, but he's lacking in some areas, and, you know, he's had injury concerns and stuff of that nature. But he would be a great fit on the Mavs, but not for the asking price that's been reported. You know, there's, there have been some people that said that Ananobi could potentially, uh, he could potentially get uh, three first-round picks for the Raptors. 
But then you have some people saying that Toronto is basically wanting to get off of Ananobi's contract before they have to pay him, you know, uh, on the next one. So I don't. Who knows what to believe? I don't think he's worth three first round picks. Uh, I also don't think he's just worth, you know, salary filler just to get off a contract. There's probably a happy medium in there. I don't know if you know. I don't know if I would trade multiple first-round picks to just get OG Ananobi on the Mavs. Uh, I think he would be great in Dallas next to Luka. I just don't think he would be – I don't think he propels this team to a championship contender. Now, the third guy, though, on this list that that gets mentioned is Pascal Siakam. Now, that is a guy who I truly believe could, you know – propel this team and and get them to a championship level you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, he's 6'8", he can finish at the rim, he can shoot threes. All of that has, was mentioned in this article. Uh, and, you know, he can – he's just a really good fit overall for the Mavs. And he would be a good fit with Luka too. Like that's, that's kind of like the mold. Uh, if he – and, I mean, he's not the greatest three-point shooter. But uh, he shoots it well enough to where you have to you have to respect him. And, obviously, you know, he'd get some better looks playing with Luka uh, than what he, what he gets in Toronto. So, uh, and he's only 28. He's 28 going on 29 in the prime of his career. Also a champion. He was the second best player to Kawhi Leonard on a championship team. Who's to say he couldn't be the same uh, for Luka in Dallas? Now, uh, obviously, a lot would have to to play out for this to happen, but I think if you're going to burn first-round picks right now, which the Mavs could technically do if they wanted to, but, you know, it's been reported that they're going to, you know, try and hold their ammo for the offseason – but if, if you're going to burn first-round picks now, that is a situation that you need to be looking at. Pascal Siakam. And hypothetically speaking, I mean, you could put together, because he's making $37 million a year, you know, just from a player package perspective. You know, you could put together a package that includes, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, uh, Dwight Powell, and then if you wanted to throw in a young player, you know, maybe Jaden Hardy, uh, I don't know how attached the Mavs are to him. I know the fan base is really excited about his potential. I am as well. But, you know, if it if it kept you from, you know, trading three first-round picks and you could trade two plus Hardy, uh, who was a mid-second-round pick or early-second-round pick, uh, you know, I think that's something you would consider to get much better right now. Uh, I don't know. That, that That's an interesting one for me. I don't even know if, if Toronto would uh, entertain that right now. I don't know how much the Mavs would like Pascal Siakam. I mean, I would think that they would like him because the, the mold that he is, I mean, it just seems like he'd fit like a glove with Luka. That's the kind of co-star that you need next to Luca, not a, uh, not the KP type mold. So, 
Alright guys, that's going to be enough of my rambling on this Wednesday morning. Hope y'all have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. I'll be back to uh, recap anything that goes on uh, in the NBA tonight. And, you know, we might have some more trade tidbits pop up. We will see. Uh, but right now, you know, there's a couple situations I'm definitely keeping my eye on. It's the Utah stuff, Utah and the Mavs, and then, uh, you know, potentially Toronto, depending on what they, what they do with their situation, because it seems like they're on the verge of blowing things up. So uh, we'll keep an eye out. It should be a fun eight days until the trade deadline. Uh, guys, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, to enter yourself for a chance to win Mavs giveaways. We're currently doing one uh, for a Luka Doncic uh, City Edition. It's those nice Retroplex jerseys. Uh, I'm giving away one of those during All-Star Weekend, so be sure you go uh, leave a review. And I've got that tweet uh, pinned at Step Back Mavs on Twitter. So if you want to go check that out and enter, be sure to do so. Guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.